Hello and welcome to the EdSurge On Air podcast, a weekly look at the future of education. I'm Jeff Young, a reporter and editor here at EdSurge, a national publication covering education. This week, we want to introduce you to an unlikely education leader. His name is Anthony Johnson, and the title of his book explains the unlikely part. It's called High School Dropout to Teacher of the Year. And we're trying something a little different this week. Usually, we bring you interviews by our reporters, but this week our story comes from Kristen Leong, a producer at KUOW Public Radio, Seattle's NPR affiliate station. She's a former middle school teacher, and she met Anthony Johnson when they were both chosen as TED-Ed Innovative Educators in 2016. As she explains, Johnson's story is about second chances and falling in love, about the surprising parallels between his work as a correctional officer and his work as an educator, and what it means to reinvent the system that failed him. She said it showed her, quote, just as much about the possibilities for our schools as it did about the capacity for the human spirit. Here's that story. Anthony Johnson hated school when he was growing up. He threw chairs in classrooms. He fought with students and teachers. He failed fourth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, and ninth grade before being kicked out during his second attempt at freshman year. While telling him to leave school, the principal told Anthony that he'd be better off learning a trade. I got my GED at uh, age of 16. Struggled in New Orleans, worked uh, from, you know, did uh, mediocre jobs. Um, I had uh, was working uh, minimum wage jobs and lived from check to check for a number of years until 1998 when uh, both my parents died six months apart. And it kind of put me in a dark place and I kind of did a lot of a lot of soul searching. You know, how did it, you know, I get to this point in my life, I'm 27 years old. I have a wife with a new kid, and I just, you know, just did a lot of soul searching, and I just thought about it. My problem started when I was in the fourth grade in that classroom. Anthony didn't intentionally set out to return to the exact point in the school system that first failed him, but that's exactly where he's ended up. Anthony is now an award-winning fourth and fifth grade teacher. Families have moved to live in the school district where Anthony works on the slim chance that their children will be enrolled in his class. All right, the whole list. Um, I was the 2016 Teacher of the Year for Royal Salisbury Schools and also um, for Eisenberg Elementary, uh, 2017 in North Carolina, Southwest Regional Teacher of the Year, um, an Apple Distinguished Educator, a TED Ed Innovative Educator, a Lego Master Educator, a Defined STEM Educator, um, let's see, I think that's it. <laughs> Anthony runs his classroom as a real-world simulation of a city. There are no desks, there are no worksheets, and although there is also no test prep, the standardized test scores for Anthony's students are soaring. He calls his class Johnsonville, and he's the mayor. It's not a classroom. <laughs> it's a learning environment. It's a collaborative community where kids want to come, and I give them that real-world experience where every month they have to pay rent, you know, in order to live in Johnsonville, you know, to sit at that seat. Um, 
you know, their their job is to come to school every day and uh, work. And if you work every day in Johnsonville, you can earn $100 a day. But, you know, at the end of the month, you know, there are bills to pay. In addition to managing their simulated finances, Anthony's students also use video to collaborate with classes from around the world. They self-publish books. They launch weather balloons into space. And when Anthony wanted to teach his students about force and motion, he faced his fear of heights and he live-streamed himself skydiving, his students waiting at the landing, cheering him on. Even the management of classroom pets is a collaborative process in Johnsonville. Here he is, auctioning off care of the class gecko. $2,000. Before Anthony could become the award-winning mayor of Johnsonville, he not only had to leave his job as a correctional officer, he had to pick up where he left off with school with less than a ninth grade education. So while his wife embarked on her first years as a doctor, Anthony started on remedial courses at Livingston College. So I, I worked real hard. You know, it was, it's kind of, I ain't gonna say it was shameful, but everybody knew, you know, they had uh, three floors in the building. And if you were in the basement, you, you know, you were in those uh, zero level classes. <laughs> so, you know, I had them on my transcripts, but I worked real hard to get out of them in, in a semester, and, you know, it was just something that I had to do. After completing his requirements, Anthony enrolled as an undergrad and declared himself a music major. He wanted to become a marching band director. This meant he'd have to march in the school's band alongside students who were fresh out of high school. Anthony was almost 30 years old. All music majors must march in a band. And I said, well, I'm... You know, I have a wife and a kid at home, and he didn't care. He said, you know, I had a 45-year-old drum major two years ago. I didn't believe him, and, you know, I was like, there's no way, you know, I'm marching in this band. And so basically after about 45 minutes of arguing, he told me you either march in the band or find another major. So I had to march in the band, and I did. And it was awful. At Livingston, Anthony says for the first time he didn't shove back against his instructors. He says he thirsted for the education and that for once in his life, he was determined to succeed. When I you know, started college um, at Livingston, I knew, I knew my why. And if I had to be in those courses, so be it. If I had to march in the band, so be it. Whatever I had to do, I was going to do it in order to get that degree to change my life. During his first year in college, Anthony began volunteering in the same elementary school where he teaches now. By the end of his first day as a volunteer, his life change had been set in motion. And I walked in a fifth grade classroom and I saw that the class looked the, the exact same way it did when I was in fifth grade in the 80s, 70s and the 80s. The classroom was unengaging. Teacher sat at her desk. The kids were doing worksheets. And that's when I knew my why. That's when I knew that I was going to become an elementary school teacher instead of a band director. Anthony switched his major to elementary education and vowed to create a learning environment that was nothing like the ones he experienced. As he embarked on his new path, two boys, who he met on that first day, fueled his determination. And they were sleeping in the back of the classroom, and I told the teacher the very first day that I was there that there, there are two boys in the back sleeping. 
And her uh, response was, shh, let them sleep. Do not wake them up because they're going to tear this classroom up. When she said that, I saw myself in those kids. When she told me to let those boys sleep, I knew that that was me. And, and, and that's when I knew right then and there. I mean, it was like a gut punch to tell me that I needed to, to teach these kids. And I woke them up. Today, Anthony continues to wake up his students. He says when they're not making the best choices, he goes from being Mr. Johnson to Reverend Johnson. And he tells them about his story, what it was like for him to struggle when he only had that GED. For some of his students, Anthony is especially firm. With my African-American boys, I get on them a little bit more. Because I know, you know, from being an African-American male with just a GED, I know how hard it is, and I know that they're going to struggle, and they're, just, they're not going to catch a break. So many of us are incarcerated. We're behind uh, uh, prison bars. You know, so many of our families, uh, the, the father is missing. So it's important for them, you know, to, to get that education so they have a good life. Today... Anthony's life is a far cry from his earlier days. In addition to teaching, he travels the world, sharing his story and teaching other educators how to bring real life into their classrooms. He's even finally become a band director after creating the Mini Funk Factory Band to serve at-risk students. I asked Anthony how he does it all. He answered by telling me about the time at the very beginning of his teaching career when he heard someone say that most teachers are burned out by 25 years old, and then after that, they're just going to work dead. I remember I was like 29 when I heard him, so I just kind of made a joke to myself like, okay, well, I'm not dead, so I don't have to worry about being dead at 25. I'm already 29. I'm going to be alive for my students. If, if teachers are going to work dead, what's going to happen to those kids? What's going to happen to their future? So, you know, we just got to find our passion. We got to find something you know, to, to keep us alive. You can see Johnsonville and meet Anthony and his students at johnsonvillelearningnetwork.wordpress.com. And you can see Anthony in his marching band uniform and learn more about our conversation at edsurge.com. Anthony's book is called High School Dropout to Teacher of the Year, My Journey to Johnsonville, the Collaborative Learning Community. For Ed Surge, I'm Kristen Leong.